Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Sean's Wildlife Podcast. It's late April, early May and every year with Ealing Wildlife Group for the last three to four years I have led a dawn chorus walk, getting up at stupid o'clock in the morning to lead a guided walk and teach people about bird song. It's the best time of year to hear it, it's a great start to the day but it's definitely a once a year thing to get up at that time in the morning. Now this year we're in the middle of coronavirus lockdown, but I didn't want people to miss out. So I went on my daily exercise and brought people on a virtual dawn chorus walk via Facebook Live. And the reaction and the reception to it has been so positive and people have really enjoyed it so much I thought it would make for a great podcast episode. So welcome and join me on a dawn chorus walk 2020. Great. So we are in business. It's 5 a.m. I arrived here on time. I've had a coffee. You're going to have to excuse me for being maybe a little bit slow <laughs> at the start, uh, but I'm hoping we will get going. Ernesta is here. Good morning. That's great. 13 people now, which is good. So welcome to our annual uh, event. It has to take place uh, a little bit differently this morning. Welcome to our virtual i'm sitting in a car in the dark at half at four five in the morning and i am here for our virtual dogging i mean sorry wrong day dawn chorus virtual dawn chorus and uh we're hoping to hear lots of birds this morning and talk about why they are singing why they are keeping us up or getting us up in the morning at this time of year Joanne is here, Kaza's here. Great. So we can get going. So um, right now I'm going to get out of the car and I'm going to be a little bit quieter because it is a residential area. We are under the streetlights. So it's 5am. I set my alarm for Ernesta's with her keen 10-year-old daughter. That's good. Hello. So um, I got up this morning at quarter past four. And already at that time, I could hear some birds singing. And you might be wondering at this time of year, why are so many birds singing? Um, What is the point of it? Why so loud um, and so much at this time of year? A lot of people are saying that they think it must be to do with coronavirus there's so much more wildlife around um why am i hearing so many birds singing why is there so much wildlife it's a little early to say that um you know wildlife is responding to us being in lockdown at this point in time um i think what's really happening more so is that there's less traffic and noise and airplanes and people around so there's less noise pollution and we're hearing the birds better but also i think we are, we're able to hear them and we have time to slow down and we have time to listen and we have time to notice nature a lot more. Um, So that's why I think that we're seeing 
and hearing so much wildlife at the moment. It's not necessarily that there's more around. It's they're doing their normal thing, but they're just more noticeable. And possibly there's a small effect of them being a little bit braver, a little bit more bold because there's less pe fewer people around. Morning, Abigail. Um, and that's allowing them to just be a little bit bolder. Um, so we're hearing them. But this is a natural phenomenon that goes on every spring. And we're starting to come towards the peak of it. Normally the peak of it is kind of last week of April and into early May when we're really hearing the dawn chorus in full swing. Now it's still dark here, so it's a good time to start um, because the dawn chorus normally happens in sequence order. So if I'm quiet for a second, you can hear one of the first of the dawn chorus um, contributors singing behind me in these trees and across the canal over there. So just have a listen to this little bird for a second. And Nigel has identified it already. Nigel can hear a robin. And we just heard a moorhen go, Argh. I'm not gonna do too many bird impressions. So that illustrates a good point. The robin at the moment, there's one singing just here behind me and there's another one singing across the canal over there. And the moorhen just made a noise as well. One of the distinctions we need to make um, between what's, what birds are doing at the moment is birds are making calls and they're making songs. And the difference between a call and a song, a bird call is a sound that a bird is making for various reasons and both sexes, male and female, will, will call and they will call all year round and they do it for social reasons. So they might be calling to another member of their species and kind of keeping in touch, keeping together. You get that with long-tailed tits quite typically where they're moving in family groups and they're calling to each other tee, 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 just to keep the troop together as they forage. Um, you get alarm calls as well. So that moorhen on the canal behind me went, Argh! that is an alarm call to say, oh, there's something around which is possibly a predator. And I'm calling to alert my tribe, so members of my own species or family, that there might be danger around. And also birds calling, alarm calling, will notify other birds of different species that there's a predator around because there's safety in numbers. And if they're all aware of that, they can keep an eye on that predator and they can um, stay safe, basically. So bird calls happen all year round. They're very simple normally. They're quite repetitive. They're, they're not very um, extravagant um, or complicated. And both genders do it all throughout the year. What we're hearing with, with songs, on the other hand, is like this little robin. This sweet little melodic sound. Some people call it um, sad or melancholic. Um, but it's like a sweet, thin little sound. And that is the male bird, especially at this time of year, singing his song. And robins are one of the first ones to get going every morning or at night time. We get a lot of questions on Ealing Wildlife Group asking, why is... There a bird singing outside my window at 3am. Is it because of light pollution? Is it the street lights? Does he 
think it's morning or think it's daytime. Um, robins will sing at night. Um, blackbirds will sing at night. The classic bird that sings at night is the nightingale, which unfortunately we don't have in Ealing. Um, but they sing at night time and in the morning time for a couple of reasons. We'll come to the timing in a second. But they sing, the male birds sing for mainly two reasons. And those reasons are, number one, it's springtime and Abigail has a robin outside her window now. Brilliant. Um, it's springtime and they want to hold a territory. So they are saying, right, this is my local patch. I don't want any other males coming in here and um, trying to compete for the resources that are here. So food, shelter, nest sites, um, and all the resources a robin needs to raise a family that year. So he is saying, right, the days are getting longer. Spring is springing. I am going to proclaim my territory and I'm going to sit here in this tree and I'm going to kind of go around the margins of my territory and I'm going to sing to say to other males, keep out. I've claimed this little patch of ground and I um, will fight you for it. So it's a threatening or a kind of defensive behavior first. The second reason for birds to sing, male birds to sing at this time of year, is that they want to attract a mate. So they want to attract in a female and say, hey, look at me. I am fit as a fiddle. I am sitting here singing away for you. And I've been able to hold this wonderful territory with lots of resources for feeding and safety and cover and nice places for you to nest and lay your eggs. Why don't you join me? And then if she is attracted to his song and his territory, he will uh, court her and they will mate and they will form a pair bond and they will raise some chicks together. So that is the reason why we're seeing much more singing at this time of year. And um, robins are one of the earliest to start in the day. They're also one of the earliest to start in the year. So you will get robins singing, you know, as early as January, February. As we start to get later into spring, we hear um, more species singing. And as we get later into the morning, we hear more um, kind of louder and um, more species joining in each morning as well. So the robin is that sweet little, almost melancholic sound. It's kind of a thin series of um, sweet kind of fluty notes. Can you hear that? Abigail can hear her one outside the window. There's 24 of you joining live now, which is great. And actually, quite excitedly, over in the background here, when I cross the canal, I can hear a little owl calling, which is great. So do you hear that, Robin? If you can leave a message in the comments to say you can hear. Okay, 
So I'm starting to hear a few different species. Um, Annie says, I can hear something here, but sounds more like a blackbird. How do you tell the difference? Great. We're going to get to that now, Annie, because I was just going to say I'm starting to hear new species joining. So as I say, Alex says he can hear, Debbie can hear, Ernesta, yes, Julie, yes. Brilliant. I'm starting to hear a little owl over the way, which is a nocturnal and diurnal bird. Um, comes out kind of um, all times of, of day and night, but mainly kind of dawn and dusk is the best time to see and hear them. Um, but I'm now starting to hear blackbird as well. So as I said, the um, distant song thrush from Nigel. Yeah, I heard that a second ago. So the robin is that kind of sweet, thin notes, quite um, melancholic or sad kind of sound. Some people describe it as. There's different ways of describing bird song. You can describe them by um, kind of um, putting our language or phrasing on them. Or you can describe them in musical terms. And I'm not a very um, officially musical person. I like to sing a tune and I've had a few drinks sometimes. But not an officially uh, kind of musical language person. So I kind of like to put um, kind of human language or phrases on them. So if we think about the robin as kind of thin, sweet, melancholic kind of sound. Um, and then the blackbird, which is just starting up. Catherine, here's the robin. Blackbird, which is just starting up, is much more rich, deep, kind of um, fluty kind of sound. Um, very melodic, does a series of um, kind of uh, notes together, almost goes up and down in tone and pitch um, and much more fluty kind of sounding. So there's one behind me. Um, we'll definitely get that again. So the light is starting to come up and the birds are starting. So I'm going to start walking. It's going to be a little bit dark out of the streetlights, but it's atmospheric. <laughs> um, so I'll stop along the way when we have certain birds that I can really pick out individually and hear. Good morning, Cheryl. And Sally and Catherine is hearing the robin. Uh, Catherine says, always think of it similar to Blackbird, the robin, but like a piccolo rather than a flute. So Catherine is obviously one of these musical types. Um, I don't know the difference between a piccolo and a flute, but I will take your word for it, Catherine. That is a good tip. Um, so, yeah, Stuart says, morning, glad the rain has stopped. I know I was um, pretty wary about the rain. I'm coming up to the lock on the canal now. I'm behind the Fox pub and I'm going to cross the lock. Wish me luck that I don't fall in to the canal. Now, we've got a blackbird here. You might find it hard to listen to him, but he's right in the hedge here. Have a listen. What a beautiful sound. So do you hear what I mean when I say he's got a kind of a fluty, melodic sound? Like... <laughs> gorgeous sound.
Okay, now he's stopped. So that is a beautiful blackbird, one of my favorites. Um, you often get blackbirds. He's in a hedge now here, um, a Leilandi hedge. But you often get them up here on a satellite pole or satellite dish. They like to sing from a height. Um, Joanne says deeper than a robin. Yeah, it is a deeper, richer, flutier sound than a robin and um, more sustained and kind of goes up and down, up and down. We're going to have a listen to him again because he's right here in the hedge and he's not shy. I'm literally two meters from him. So that is a gorgeous example of a blackbird. Um, deeper, flutier, richer sound than a robin. Now I am crossing the canal. Wish me luck. Holding the handrail. Uh, imagine I fell in. I hope you'd all rush down to save me. Okay, I'm across the canal. Brilliant. Now... Over here at these kind of canal ponds, you can't see now because it's super dark still. We normally get a song thrush and just on cue in these thickets and uh, bushes over here, I think I can hear a song thrush starting up. So we've taught you about the robin so far. The robin is this thin, sweet, melodic um, kind of or melancholic sound, kind of sounds a bit sad. The blackbird is a deeper, richer um kind of fluty sound goes up and down up and down and um really really kind of rich and deep the song thrush is one of our most brilliant and accomplished songsters i guess and the way to recognize a song thrush is it it's the blackbird is a member of the thrush family so it's a kind of a similar tone to the blackbird but what the song thrush does that's very distinctive is the song thrush, when he's singing, he repeats his phrases several times before he moves on to the next phrase. So normally two, three, four, sometimes five repeats of a single phrase. And the song thrush can have, you know, 10, 15, a single song thrush can have 10, 15, 20 phrases in his song on any given morning. So he'll move from one to the other. So we're going to try and pick that out in a second. As I say, they normally start in sequence order. So the robin is normally one of the first. Blackbird kind of comes in next, which we've seen. Song thrush and wren generally join the gang. I haven't heard a wren yet. But I'm starting to hear a song thrush. And they start slow, these birds. And they then warm up their voice and they start going. So the song thrush will do something like... So he will choose a phrase, sing it three or four times, and then he'll move on to a new phrase and he'll go through that cycle. And, and often an old song thrush that's been around for several years could have 20 or 30 different uh, phrases in his repertoire. So just going to listen for a second and see if I can hear or pick out the song thrush across the canal pond here.
So I'm hearing a blackbird again over here. So that little um, almost space age, spacey sound like chick, 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 chick kind of sound is um, a blackbird or a song thrush just warming up. I think a blackbird. The blackbird alarm call we're all probably familiar with but don't realize. Um, you'll hear it normally at dusk when blackbirds are kind of going to bed and predators are coming out and they're scolding the, the neighborhood cat or fox and they're going chink, 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 chink. That's a very typical blackbird alarm call. And you can hear kind of tones of it in, in some of their songs when they're just getting started. So there's a blackbird over here just kind of going ching ching kind of sound as he gets started. We're going to move away from the water because it's quite noisy and I will find you a song thrush for sure. Can we all still hear everything? I'm going to move away from the water now. Um, so why are birds singing at this time of day? We've talked about why they're singing this time of year. They want to, number one, proclaim a territory. Number two, they want to attract a mate. And lots of the species have already attracted a mate right now. They are maybe holding a territory for several weeks. They maybe have a female and they've already mated with a female. And the female may be sitting on eggs right now. Or she may be um, already feeding chicks and he might be, the male might be helping her feed chicks. But they're singing most um, enthusiastically this time of year and this time of morning because it's peak breeding season. And the reason they're singing this time of morning most intensely, brilliant, I'm glad everyone can hear, uh, songs coming through beautifully. That was the aim of the game, <laughs> Catherine. So that's great. The reason they're singing most intensely at this time of morning, there's a couple of reasons. Number one is a bird's day is, consists of, especially this time of year, trying to get enough food to store energy reserves for the male and female to get through the breeding season. And they have a lot of foraging and a lot of feeding to do to keep that up. And birds, these songbirds that are singing are very visual species. Most of them, you know, they don't come out at night and feed because they're, it's dark and they need light to see. So morning time, just before it gets light, is a great time to broadcast the start of a new day. I'm here. I've survived the night. So if I'm late to the party and I haven't found a mate yet, hey, females, um, I've survived the night. I'm a fit and healthy individual that you want to mate with. So it's a bit of a, a calling card to say, here's a great territory that's not occupied yet. Come in, um, be my partner, and let's raise chicks together. Boom, chicka wow wow, you know, Barry White music. <laughs> um, so that's one reason. It's not light yet. They uh, haven't started feeding yet. And um, it's a great time to say, do you know what? I've got time. I'm up again. It's the start of a new day. I'm going to call, I'm going to sing. And, uh, and, and proclaim my territory. Keep males out, attract females in, tell his female if she is sitting on a nest that he's still there and he's still protecting their territory for their, for their future chicks. The second reason is that um, the acoustics... Oh, we've got a heron flying over here. There he goes. And I've got a heron across the canal 
under the bridge here as well, I just seen. And um, the second reason morning time is a great time to sing is that the air is super, super clear and the acoustics, Didi is laughing at me. Uh, and Annie says a rather husky wood pigeon has started up here. Cool, we'll talk about wood pigeon in a sec. So the second reason is the acoustics of the morning air. Um, really, really good for carrying sound. Um, so the birds singing, it's very clear. Their song goes a long way and they can proclaim their territory and attract mates from a long way around. So you can start to hear now the chorus starting up. So I've got blackbird, I've got a robin. B says, is it only males who are singing? Yes, B, um, all birds, all sexes will call to each other if they're alarmed or if they're keeping in touch. But for the vast majority of birds on this planet, um, a couple of exceptions, it's the male that's singing because he's trying to proclaim a territory and attract a mate. Um, the female will sometimes have a little kind of weak little version of the song back to him. But this dawn chorus, it's normally, it's the male songbirds that are singing. So we're starting to get quite a few species um, coming up now. I've got a good few robins, sweet and melancholic song. I'm going to start testing you later on. So let's uh, start trying to remember some of the common species. I've got a couple of blackbirds, which is the more fluty up and down, richer, deeper tone, uh, gorgeous kind of um, melodic song. I've got song thrush starting, but not really performing as well. I've noticed a lot of song thrushes around this year and the song thrush, the way to remember is the uh, repeated phrases, two, three, four, sometimes five times before moving on to the next phrase. Now, something else just started here behind me. Did you hear that one? So that one kind of went <laughs> and ended with almost a vibrato kind of trill at the end. So quite a rushed series of notes and then a real trill, almost mechanical trill or machine gun trill at the end of the, the kind of cascade of... of hurried notes and very very loud and this is the kind of time of morning robin blackbird song thrush next in line debbie's got it wren so the wren is a tiny little bird and um he normally inhabits these kind of bramble thickets which you can't really see right now but trust me they're there dense cover low to the ground and the wren will sit in the kind of um low ground cover or kind of mid layer kind of shrubbery and, and bushes and sing his song a really loud cascade of of notes with a trill on the end and we'll definitely hear lots of wrens there's loads of them about um so we'll be testing you in a little bit on that one julie got it right as well wren yeah um so that's four species so far robin blackbird song thrush and wren we haven't heard a good song thrush yet but i'm gonna get walking now here's a wren hang on so robin behind me 
Um, Annie said a rather husky wood pigeon has started up here. Good um, thing to point out now as there's like a little bit of a lull. Wood pigeon and collared dove, two uh, very similar sounding species, but a very easy way of remembering which one is um, singing is that the wood pigeon has five notes and the collared dove has three. And there's various um, kind of uh, phrases to remember what they're saying. And the one I use is that the collared dove, we'll start with him, three notes. He sounds like a uh, footballer, a crowd watching football singing, or chanting, United, United, United. Some people say he's saying, can you coo, can you coo, can you coo? So he goes, So that's the collared dove, three um, sounds. The call of a collared dove, they go, so you'll hear both of the male and female doing that. But this song, the male singing to the female and um, trying to attract a mate, he says, can you coo, can you coo, can you coo? Ernesta's laughing as well. I'm going to make a total fool of myself uh, trying to imitate birds on this this walk. So um, you're going to have to get used to it. Um, the, the wood pigeon, on the other hand, instead of the three notes of can you coo, can you coo, can you coo, or united, the wood pigeon has five notes. So the wood pigeon says, and some people say that the one, the way I've been taught it is take two, John, take two, take two, John, take two. So he goes, so five notes for the wood pigeon, three notes for the collared dove. I hope you are enjoying my bird impressions. Abigail says, love the imitations. Guys, keep the comments and the questions coming in because um, it's very unlikely, but I might run out of things to talk about. So <laughs> hoping that I can uh, can keep you all entertained and keep your um, questions answered if you keep them coming in. So I'm just listening now to what else is here. So Ren behind me right now. That hurried series of notes with a, a kind of a trill on the end. Casablanca says loving them. Quite a few robins. A couple of blackbirds. Song thrush hasn't really started up yet. So I'm going to get walking because we're going to walk from here in Hanwell Meadows. Just opposite side of the canal from the Fox Pub. And I'm going to walk all the way down to into Longwood as the light comes up. And Longwood at the moment should be looking absolutely beautiful. The bluebells were out last week when I did the practice run. They were just about to burst into flower. And I'm expecting more of them to be out today. And it should look spectacular when the light is up. Now, in this bush behind, one of the common birds is doing an alarm call, which is a tick, 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 tick kind of sound and the robin and the wren do that and the wren is a kind of a louder more um, sharp kind of mechanical um, tick almost sounds like two stones being being hit together Tom says take two Sean take two I should change that to Sean you're dead right Tom who is John anyway (laughs) Um, so whichever bird that was in the background going tick, 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 tick. 
I couldn't quite tell if it was Robin or Wren. Now, just on cue, Wood Pigeon has started behind me saying, Take two, Sean, take two. Have a listen. Okay, what you're hearing there is a distant wood pigeon. Have a listen. But what we're hearing much louder is the ting 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 ting. Who knows what that one is? You can never get them to go on cue. I think they know when they're being watched and broadcast live on Facebook. <laughs> that titting, 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 titting was a great tit. And great tits are difficult and easy because the typical song of a great tit is a very simple two note repetitive. A lot of people say, Oh my God, what is this bird outside my window doing the same thing over and over again? There's a, there's a wren and the great tit. So the wren had that uh, series of notes and trill. And the great tit is going titting, titting, titting. The typical great tit sound, wren again, great tit. So listen to the wren with the, the mechanical trill and then the great tit going titting, titting, titting. Wren. Great tit. Jean King says, work harder, sweetie. Work harder, sweetie. So I presume that's Jean's uh, wood pigeon. Tony says, I can hear my Robin in full song. Cat is watching him perform. Great tits feeding in the garden all the time from Ernesta. An owl too. Kaza, I did hear a little owl just before the lights started coming up. There are little owls over here along the railway line bordering Hanwell Meadows and Warren Farm and on the opposite side of Warren Farm as well. We've got little owls. Um, so we'll try, hopefully we'll hear some. So that titting, 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 titting is a great tit doing an atypical call. The typical call for a great tit he says, the way I remember it, is a two-note call and it's the sound of an impatient pupil in a classroom saying, teacher, 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 teacher. So it sounds like a pupil calling the teacher. So teacher, 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 teacher. That is the normal great tit. The difficulty with great tits, I believe Nigel Dodd told me this last year, that there's 86 different uh, songs recorded for great tits. So um, if you hear something that's unfamiliar and you can't, it's not, you know, being described in the books and you've ruled out all the other common birds and it's a bit unusual, oftentimes it's a great tit who hasn't read the book and isn't doing his teacher, teacher, teacher. Now in this bush behind me, we've got a robin in full song. Now,
So that's the robin with a sweet choo-choo, 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 really thin, some say sad, melancholic type song. Lovely, lovely sound. Julie says, I have amazing stereo via live stream and outside my window. Brilliant. Okay. I can hear some distant wood pigeons saying, take two, John, take two. Um, so I'm going to walk down Hanwell Meadows and we'll get on the move. Does anyone have any questions about what's going on or why birds are singing? Um, I've written a couple of reminders just so I cover everything. I'll stop, as I say, along the way. So why now we covered, Caroline says she rather likes doing this while you're warm under the blankets. Yeah, I'm kind of cold, Caroline. Thank you for rubbing that in. Um, so we know they're singing now because it's peak breeding season or about to be peak breeding season. So they're holding territory and attracting mates. We know they're singing mostly at dawn. They do sing at dusk as well because they're kind of closing the day. And again, as the light fails, it's not good time for feeding. So they um, sing at dawn and dusk as the light. Um, Cheryl agrees with Caroline. Uh, who sings the male bird um, to, again, hold territory and attract a mate? Um, what's a song versus a call we've covered? Which species? So, yeah, it does go in order. You get the robin normally first, then you get blackbird piping up, then you get song thrush and wren, then you get the kind of um, tits and later on the finches and things, wood pigeons and collared doves starting up later on. So we're starting to hear a good few more different species now as it's getting light. Just trying to pick out here. There's a, a blackbird again we can hear going. <laughs> Do you hear the blackbird? And then a bit of a at the end. Welcome, William. Um, Chantal says Sean should do this for us every day no 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 once a year is all you're getting uh, that is enough uh, Debbie's on the sofa with a blankie Billy the dog's having a sleepover give him a scratch for me Debbie Alex asks the question will they change their song once they have chicks um, they might change the intensity and frequency of it. So they're at peak performance when they're trying to attract in a mate at the early breeding season. When they're busy raising chicks, they will sing briefly in the morning. And as soon as it's light, their priority is to go and forage for food and start feeding those chicks that have gone without for, you know, many hours overnight and get some food and energy into them again. So they won't sing as much or as often. Now we've got another great tip behind me here, going pitting, 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 pitting. Can you hear that one? Cheryl, once a month at least. Cheryl, if you pay me to get up at quarter past four once a month, I will do it for you, no problem. So do you hear that? Pitting, 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 pitting. The great tits are making a liar of me because they're not doing the teacher, teacher, teacher sound yet, but hopefully we'll hear one that's read the books. So that's a great tip. Padink, 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 padink. 
so as I say, great tips, very variable, uh, 70, 80, upwards of 70 or 80 different songs that great tits will make. But the classic one is teacher, teacher, teacher. And there's a smaller species of tit called a cold tit. We'd be lucky we might hear one, which sounds quite similar, but it's almost um, higher pitch, um, more um, mechanical kind of sound. Um, some people describe it as Pichu, 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 or... Um, some people say it's like he's saying toity, 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 which my friend Rich slags me off and says it's like an Irish person saying the word, saying the number 30. Toity, toity, toity. Rich can't do an Irish accent very well, but he has a point on the th sound. Right. I'm hearing a wren just up here now again. So rapid fire series of notes ending with a real trill. So that's the classic bit of the wren that you that we will distinguish it is that trill at the end. And the wren is a tiny little bird, um, very, very small. But one of the interesting things about the wren is that um, he throws his voice. So he's a ventriloquist. So I'm thinking that this wren is definitely up here in the top of this bush. But actually, he could be down here in the hedgerow because they can throw their voice. And that's quite an interesting point, actually. This is a risky business for male birds to be proclaiming to all who will listen where they are. Now there's a blackbird up the top. I'm going to stop for a second. Can you see the blackbird up here? There he is. Let's have a listen to him. What a gorgeous sound. So we've got a blackbird going <laughs> with that fluty, melodic, beautiful, deep sound. And we've got a wren here singing away, trilling away very loudly for such a tiny little bird. But yeah, as I say, this is a risky time for male birds. The risk is worth it. So Abigail says, the bird song proclaims territory from all birds or just from their own species. Mainly their own species, Abigail, because all these different birds have different lifestyles and ways of feeding and, and places that they nest. And so they all occupy a different, what we call a different ecological niche in a habitat. So they're not competing as much with each other as with their own species. Um, so they all behave differently and feed differently so they can all cohabit quite well in a, in a habitat and take advantage of all its resources. Um, and that's called niche separation. It means they each have a place. So they're really most competitive with members of their own species. 
Um, but yeah, it's risky. That blackbird's sitting up on top of a of a a shrub or a bush, and this little wren behind me. It's quite risky for them in terms of predators um, knowing where they are. They're broadcasting it to members of their own species, but they're also broadcasting where they are and what they're doing to things that might want to eat them. So it's sort of a, a very brave and confident display of fitness and fitness in kind of um, biological terms doesn't mean you know how many press-ups they can do at the gym it means their ability and their likelihood to survive and to pass on their genes to the next generation when they breed so it's quite a risky strategy but it's worth it because the the boldest fittest most confident and healthy males will attract a mate and will uh, raise the most number of chicks and those chicks will go on to spread their genetic material into the next generation. Mary Magoo is on and says, great factory species specific, great question. I agree, that was a brilliant question. Um, so if you have more questions, keep them coming in so that I don't run out of things to talk about. Quite unlikely, but uh, could happen. Just, we're about to cross over the railway line now and go down to Longwood. It's getting lighter. And just stopping now, I'm going to just have a listen what I can hear now as I leave Hanwell Meadows. So there's a wren doing his rapid fire, almost frantic series of notes ending with a mechanical trill. There's Robin with a sweet, melancholic, thin, wispy kind of song. There's Blackbird with a deeper, fluty, melodic up and down notes. There's a great tit going. Ka-ting, 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 ka-ting. Now, there's a great tit doing what I said he would do. Teacher, 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 teacher. Can you hear that? Okay. Let's keep walking. So teacher, 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 teacher. Abigail, you're right. We haven't heard the song thrush yet, but I will buy you all a pint if I don't find you a song thrush. How about that? We'll definitely get one, don't worry. Normally, there was one starting down by the canal, but I didn't want to wait around because it was getting very noisy and he wasn't uh, playing ball. But I'm sure we'll hear a song thrush when we get into Longwood. There's classic great tit. Teacher, teacher, teacher. And then he just changed. I think that was the same bird. He was going teacher, teacher, teacher. And then he went to patink, 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 patink. So they'll alter their call. There might be, there might be, um, you know, he might have better success if he changes up his call, depending on what female is around. And his female might prefer a different uh, different few, few songs in his repertoire. I shouldn't say call, actually, because we know a call is a different type of vocalization than a song. So I've crossed the railway line. I'm now at the border of Warren Farm 
and uh, the horse field. I see the horses up on the crest of the hill. Warren Farm is out to my right, the horse field to my left, and I'm going through this turnstile gate and walking down along the other side of the railway line into Longwood without touching anything. Uh, just being careful not to uh, spread anything if I'm infectious. Uh, hopefully not. I hope you're all keeping well, by the way. Um, it's been a tough few weeks for everyone. Um, and what I'm really loving is the amount of participation on Ealing Wildlife Group. And now we've got something new. Um, the amount of participation and the amount of people posting on Ealing Wildlife Group has gone through the roof and everyone is really enjoying, I think, the um, the connection to nature that it's bringing when we're probably struggling to get out in nature. and Normally we'd be getting outdoors more. Now, you're looking great. Thanks, Louise. Um, Kaza says, of wine or gin? I like, I like both, Kaza. Feel free to offer me both. There's a bird behind in this little oak tree. Yeah, I think it is an oak tree. And it sounds a bit like a blackbird. Let's see if he goes again. No, he stopped. Dee Dee says, this is excellent, great. Uh, Judith, morning, Judith. There's 37 of you online now, which is brill. Um, just going back on comments. Yeah, I think we've covered everything. Vanessa asked a good question. What's the loudest UK bird song? And Caroline's answered, the wren or maybe a bittern. I don't know the answer to that. I think bittern booming carries this, the, the farthest that I know of. So maybe that's the loudest one. But in terms of loudness for size... I think Caroline's probably onto the right uh, idea with a wren. A wren is explosive volume for such a tiny little bird. So that is a good question. I don't know the verified answer to, but um, I would say wren or bittern are both good um, options. Mick Penston asks, will we hear a skylark? I hope so, Mick. Um, normally what I do, skylarks do start later in the morning. So normally what I do is walk down to Longwood and when I come back, I go into Warren Farm and we hear the skylarks when the sun is out and the morning is in full swing. Now, I'm hearing that little bird I said sounds like a blackbird, but isn't. Have a listen. There's good few starting now. Okay, wood pigeon starting. Take two, John, take two. Can you hear the wood pigeon? Okay, the bird I'm trying to hear, and I can hear in the background, but he's being a bit shy, is almost like a blackbird, quite a deep kind of fluty tones to it, but also very scratchy tones in there. And he's in this bramble thicket behind. Can anyone guess what it is? Nigel says a good hint, which is it's a warbler. It is a warbler. Um, 
and it's got a scratchy, warbly, almost blackbirdy sound. Do you hear that? And then fluty notes inside as well. Catherine got it. Black cap. Like a blackbird, but shorter phrases. Caroline got it. Yeah, Cheryl, no, not the song thrush yet. We're hoping song thrush will oblige us in a little bit. But this guy is a black cap. And black caps are winter and summer. Um, but the winter population is different. Come from Scandinavia and places to winter here to the summer migrants, um, which come from Africa, I believe. So have a listen to a male black cap. I've just seen him actually, and he's probably seen me. So maybe he's stopped now because he's alarmed. And it's starting to rain, which is great, but I'm under an oak tree. I can just see the, the silhouette of this black cap going through uh, the br brambles here. Let's see if he starts singing again. Nope, perhaps I've disturbed him, so. I'm going to carry on. Don't want to disturb them too much. Um, someone asked, are wrens the smallest birds? Louise, no, um, our smallest bird is a tie between the very common resident goldcrest and the rarer, similar firecrest, which comes in as a migrant um, in wintertime. So... I'm going to keep walking down to Longwood. The light isn't quite there yet. We're hoping to hear song thrush get a better handle on the black cap. Um, we should maybe hear blue tits. The finches are the lazy ones. Some of you might be getting up out of bed now and being finch-like. So finches start much later in the morning. So we should hear those too. So just right now, I can hear a black cap, which is kind of going. With a couple of scratchy notes thrown in. I can hear the odd wren. Richard is now watching. Hi, Richard. Um, I do have an umbrella, Louise, but I'm from Ireland. We don't need an umbrella for drizzle. It's fine. That's reminded me of one of my favourite cheesy jokes. Why does Snoop Dogg always carry an umbrella? Faux drizzle. <laughs> uh, uh, laughing at your own jokes in the woods on your own is kind of a sad situation, isn't it? Okay, any other questions? Ah, we've got our song thrush. I just heard a little, here we go. Okay, so that was a, a blackbird went chi -chi 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 at the end with a little flourish, but there's a song thrush here. And the song thrush, as I said at the start, has lots and lots of different phrases in his repertoire and his song. And he cycles through them, but he repeats each phrase several times, two, three, four, sometimes five times. So let's have a listen to what this song thrush is doing. Ernesta liked my joke. Debbie liked my joke. Louise said so bad. Louise, you just have a different sense of humor to me. 
Oh, I got a little rabbit up here. Uh, probably can't see him. I'll go towards him and he'll move and you might be able to see. See him? Did you see the rabbit? Went into the, the bushes. But yeah, song thrush. He's going to repeat different phrases three, four times and move on to the next. So I'm going to count them. Loads of gulls flying over. And that was gulls calling. Uh, gulls don't really sing. They're not songbirds as such. So gulls are calling as they're flying over to keep in touch with each other and tell each other where they're feeding. So this song thrush is... Now that was a magpie calling. Cha 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 cha! Which is a typical magpie call. And that's the song thrush going weep, weep, weep. Beep, 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 beep. Magpie alarm call again. Bobby's told a very rude joke. What do you get if you cross an owl with a chicken? A cock that stays up all night. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. This is a family place. <laughs> do you hear the song thrush? So that song thrush did whip, 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 five whips and he repeated them twice, two runs of five, which is unusual. Normally they rotate through the, the phrases in sequence and only do one round. This guy's repertoire is quite basic, sorry to say. Four there, so let's listen. Kind of weird sub song thing going on. This could be an inexperienced male song thrush. Could be his first year breeding. So he doesn't have a huge repertoire yet. He's just warming up. Or it could be that he's just warming up today. And he hasn't really got into full song yet. But we'll try and count the phrases now. Hang on. When he gets into a full run. There's a blackbird there as well, which is kind of confusing things. 40 people now live. Hey guys, if you have any questions, leave them in the comments. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if we can get a, a song thrush that's playing more by the rules. And then we can like count if he does three repeats or four or five. Oh, maybe this one is starting up. Maybe he is young. Listen to that. Beautiful, beautiful voice on a song thrush. Very rich. So he did two. And then he did two. So four pipes, two little chats, and then a little flourish kind of thing. Three.
So five of those. Do you hear the repetition? That's the classic thing for a song thrush. It'll do loads of different weird and wonderful sounds, but it will repeat the phrases. So four. That was almost like a telephone. Beautiful sound, isn't it? Judith asks, is he talking to other thrushes? He is talking to other thrushes. He's talking to his mate, if he has one, and saying, I'm still here, I'm still alive, I'm still gonna defend our territory, and I am a fit and healthy mate that you've chosen correctly. I am a provider, I'm confident, and I'm strong. And he's talking to other male thrushes to say, if you haven't found a territory yet, Keep moving, buddy, because this is my one. I do not want you here. He is the Snoop Dogg of thrushes. You're right, Louise. He doesn't mind no drizzle. <laughs> um, Nigel said he heard another warbler. What did you hear, Nigel? I missed it. I'm, I'm guessing it's the, don't say it yet. I'm guessing it's the Ron Seal of the warbler world that does exactly what it says on the tin. I'm hoping I'm going to find that one there was lots a while ago um we will leave that one until i hear it if that's all right but if you hear something else nigel uh, nigel is the don of the bird world he runs west london birders if anyone is interested in going on uh birding trips once these restrictions lift join west london birders nigel runs some awesome trips and i've asked him to tune in here to uh help me out because there's going to be some birds that I'm not going to recognise. There's a magpie alarm call above me. Cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. Angry, annoyed kind of sound. I agree, the song thrush does have an amazing sound, Joanne. Yeah, good plug, Sean. No worries, Nigel. The least I could do. <laughs> and that brown envelope that I gave you last year as well. That'll be coming in the post. There goes a the magpie, two magpies. Someone asked uh, earlier, I think, I can't remember who, um, does a jay make the same sound as a magpie? Not quite, um, but jays and magpies are very closely related. They're both members of the crow family. Crows are not all black birds. They, uh, the most colourful members of, of the crow family are the magpie, which looks black and white, but has a lot of um, iridescent greens and purple sheens in the, in the feathers in the right light. And the jay, which is very colourful, the J sound, I have heard a J singing. Um, I didn't know J's sang. I have heard one uh, last year, the year before singing. It's kind of strange sound. I can't even remember what it was. But J's mainly call and a similar sound to a magpie. You can kind of tell they're related, but the J is a much more kind of raucous, harsh kind of screeching sound. And normally you hear it before you see the J and then you see the J flying away in front of you. And the classic thing that will distinguish it as a jay is it's got a white rump. So you'll see this white rump on a flappy uh, wing beat flying away from you with a screeching kind of raucous 
um, harsh sound in woodland normally. Jays are quite a shy bird. Teacher, 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 teacher there of a great tit. Oh, I should have should have asked you that one. See if you're listening. Right, it's light now and we're getting towards the bluebell section of Longwood. Is everyone enjoying this? I hope so and learning something. I'm going to test you in a minute. Jamiroquai sings and he's a Jay. Louise, you are dead right. But Jamiroquai is the name of the band and JK is the guy. I'm going to correct you there. Be really pedantic. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I hear the other warbler, I think, that Nigel was mentioning. And I call this one the Ron Seal of the songbird world because it does exactly what it says on the tin. It sings its name. So let's have a listen and see if we can hear this one. Louise says, thinks there's a vodka in my tea. Louise, it's a bit early for that. So I'm hearing great tits. I'm hearing a song thrush back there, probably the same one. I'm not hearing this little warbler, but we will. Starts a little bit later in the morning. We'll definitely hear one. There's a good few ash trees here, and I found that this little warbler is singing in the top of willow or ash trees quite a lot. There's a willow behind, and there's a few ash trees up here. So we'll hear one before the morning is up. It's actually quite rainy now. Um, and I'm seeing my first bluebells. Look at these. But when we get round this corner, you're gonna see much more bluebells, carpet of bluebells. A uh, few people have guessed it, the chiff chaff is the warbler that I call the Ron Seal of the bird world because he sings his own song. He does exactly what it says on the tin. He sings chiff chaff, chiff chaff, chiff chaff, chiff chaff all day long. And um, you'll hear lots of them at the moment. There was kind of an influx of them a couple of weeks ago and they're all setting up territories and um, very, very distinctive, easy sound. I'm hearing some geese flying over, look. Honk, honk, Canada geese calling to each other. Again, they don't sing. Most ducks and geese don't sing. They just kind of call. Um, and there's a black cap in the background. Scratchy warble, similar to a blackbird, but more hurried. Now it's really starting to rain, but can you see the bluebells behind me? Absolutely beautiful. I'll show you up close. Gorgeous bluebells. They're not quite all out yet. Um, I'll give it another week and there'll be a carpet of them here. It is pissing it down. So I am going to get undercover and watch. I don't want to ruin my new hairdo. I did a, I did a Corona cut last night because I was super bored at home on my own and my hair was getting out of control. 
and I did a uh, home haircut. Good job, eh? What do we think as I shelter from the rain? Now, this will dampen the dawn chorus. The birds do not want to be out prominent, putting themselves on display and singing their hearts out to, um, to get soaking wet. It's not a good start to the day if they want to forage for food. They want to conserve their energy. They've gone, they've fasted overnight for quite a period of time. I'm just going to run down here under this other horse chestnut to uh, get some shelter. Woo, it's raining now. Um, but yeah, they don't want to, to waste lots of energy and get really, really damp and wet and cold. Um, so the, the females will be going and sitting on their eggs and sitting on their chicks right now to keep them warm and dry. And the males will probably stop their uh, singing for a little bit as this downpour, until this downpour passes because it's just not a good time. It dampens the, the audio. The, their songs are not going to travel very well if it's, um, if it's raining. And also they just don't want to be out in it, exposed to it and getting soaking wet. Nor do I. I am going to be a wuss and get my umbrella out. Um, Louise, you cut your hair as well at midnight. <laughs> Yeah, we're all keeping strange timetables and activities at the moment. I cut my hair yesterday because it was getting out of hand and I was quite bored and I decided to give it a try and I had time. I didn't do a one all over. I tried to give it a fade. Vidal Sassoon won't be calling anytime soon. There is no risk of that. Uh, Abigail says, just watching with that rain is making me cold now. Kaza noticed it's a good look. Thank you, Kaza. Um, warm in my house. Ooh, you're a pro. Um, Judith says, where are you? Judith, I'm in Longwood. And actually, the bluebells in this section are stunning. Look at those bluebells. They are absolutely gorgeous. The phone on a Facebook Live really doesn't do them justice, but they are absolutely beautiful here. This is a real carpeted section. I would encourage, if you're nearby, I would encourage anyone to come down here for their daily exercise, maintain social distancing, obviously, but come down here in the next couple of weeks to see the bluebells at their best. They are absolutely beautiful. Um, right, I was hoping, selfie time, new profile pic, that old profile pic, Louise, is probably false advertising at this stage, it's a couple of years old, isn't it? I should probably update that one. Uh, Longwood, okay, sorry, um, Longwood, Bobby, stop rubbing it in with your cup of tea. Uh, Longwood is between the, um... Where is it? It's beside Warren Farm. It's bordered on one side by Windmill Lane, Austerly direction. Uh, Trumper's Way in Hanwell, down the industrial estate. You can cross the railway line at the end of Trumper's Way and turn left with Warren Farm on your right. 
You can access it off Windmill Lane at Osterley. Guys, it is chucking it down now. I was hoping when we get to this spot, which is the little walkway bridge, that this would end with green finch and gold finch and great spotted woodpecker and all kinds of birds. But do you know what? It's chucking it down. So feel free to stick with me, but I'm going to start walking back. Oh, look, I found a little fairy. Two little fairies in Longwood this morning. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to start walking back. Yeah, so that's where Longwood is. Um, you can access it from Hanwell direction by going down Trumpers Way and crossing the railway line carefully and turning left. Um, or you can access it from Windmill Lane um, on the Austerly side. <laughs> Louise, get back to bed. You're concerning me now. Rain's reached here now. Well, look, guys, we had a good go. We heard Robin, Blackbird, uh, Wren, Song Thrush, Great Tit, Wood Pigeon, Black Cat. I heard Chiff Chaff. Nigel heard Chiff Chaff. I'm not sure if any of the rest of you did. Uh, we had gulls calling. We had Canada geese flying over. We had um, maybe a couple of others. I'll drop around some cake later. Just say the word. Louise, I'm all out of cake. <laughs> that would be good. Uh, I still got an Easter egg though. They were three for eight pounds on offer, so I bought three. Why not treat yourself at this time? Um, okay, I put a trail cam out here last week when I came down for the virtual one. Um, but I'm not going to go into dense thickets of brambles and collect my trail cam card and check what's on it. Because I don't want to stay out too much longer and also I forgot to bring a replacement card so I'm going to leave that out for another week uh, we've definitely got loads of rabbits on it probably foxes I would love to see a stoat or a weasel or something really exciting that's checking out those rabbits too but we'll have to wait and see um, not hotel chocolat Louise I am not that posh just good old Cadbury's selection. Three is the magic number, Julie. David, I haven't heard or seen a parakeet this morning. That is a good one. I uh, haven't heard those. B says, this was the best thing that happened to me this week. Thank you. Thank you, B. That is a really, really nice thing to say. Um, I'm going to get a little bit soppy for a second. Um, I had some sad news from home this week. Uh very good friend of mine, one of my best friends. Mum passed away, unfortunately. And everyone's going through tough times. Um, it's difficult if you're away from family and friends. It's difficult if you're living alone. Um, and I've had my ups and downs. Good days and bad days. Um, I'm lucky, I suppose, that I have the allotment and I need to go there. To look after the chickens and it provides me with a good outlet to get out of my little one bedroom flat and uh, stop me climbing the walls but um, yeah up and down days but I just want to say to you guys in Ealing Wildlife Group 
you are really, really keeping me going and keeping my spirits up. And I'm loving, loving, loving the little community that has formed from Ealing Wildlife Group and how active it is at the moment with people sharing what they're seeing and being nice to each other. There's so much crap on social media and people obviously are anxious and worried and scared and angry and all the rest but like all this negativity and crap that's coming out and people just biting at each other and arguing and getting angry over little silly things none of that happens on Ealing Wildlife Group or if it does it's very very rare and we tend to nip it in the bud quite quickly but it doesn't take a lot of adminning it's normally just such a pleasant place to be and I am really really grateful because I'm enjoying putting stuff on the group I'm enjoying seeing what everyone else is putting on and I just want to thank you all for being part of that and I really want to thank you for joining me all 40 odd of you crazy lunatics who got up at 5am to listen to a random Irishman walking through the woods telling you about birds Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Sean's Wildlife Podcast with myself, Sean McCormick, produced and edited by Thomas Dinas. If you're enjoying the series so far, I would really appreciate it if you consider donating to our Patreon link below. That will really help us out with producing the podcast and covering the costs involved. See you next episode.